What's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome back to another episode of New Normal Wrestling. That's right, it's me, it's me, it's JCB, Johnny Bones, back in the hot seat with my good brothers. We are here to brother out and talk about the state of wrestling with you all tonight. So introducing my co-hosts, first and foremost, he is the Doctor of Desire, the original heartbreak kid himself. Let's give it up to the one and the only Mr. Valentine's Day, Phil Feltz. What's up, Brother Phil? What's up, JCB? Look at it right there on the marquee for all to see. Bright neon. The doctor is in. The doctor is in filling prescriptions for your weekly dose of kayfabe consumption. That's what she said. I kind of stole that (laughs) from my good friend Doc Koss, but you're the new doctor in town. But we are not here alone, Brother Phil. We are here with the lavish one. We have podcast royalty with us this evening. That's right. The podcast king himself. Let's roll out the red carpet. Introducing the man of many names, Quarantine Mean Gene, Mocha Chocolate Yaya, El Chocolate Caliente, call him whatever you want. We call him a good brother. He's my favorite. He's Phil's favorite. He's your favorite. Let's give it up for the one and the only Wade Ilson. I got to tilt the crown. I, I feel like today's going to be a good day to talk about some wrestling. I mean, it's been a slow week, right? Nothing's going on. <laughs> No, we, we have quite the list of topics to touch on, so I hope you have your running shoes on, boys, because we are running a marathon tonight. But before we get into some wrestling talk, I want to start off with a big announcement. I'm actually going to break kayfabe real quick to all of our listeners. Um, I have to make the announcement tonight that, unfortunately, this is going to be my final episode as a podcast host. I'm taking a much-needed hiatus from hosting podcasts for listeners who don't know i am the creator and founder of the fourth wall pop network and i will still very much be hands-on behind the scenes in running and growing the network but it has come time for me to uh step aside from hosting podcasting for a little while there's just a lot of variables that have led me to this decision and i'm announcing this on all three of my podcasts pop culture collective smoke and jays and of course right here on new normal wrestling new normal will be the first show to air so this is the first time anyone is hearing this live it'll be on this episode and gentlemen i was doing the math the other day and this is my 498th podcast that i have recorded since 2018 you couldn't make it to 500 so or by, you couldn't so by the time smoke and jays airs that's my 500th episode but ladies and gentlemen, I did not lose my smile. Don't worry. I will be back better than Shawn Michaels was during the Ruthless Aggression era. So it's just a hiatus. This is not a goodbye. It's a see you soon. But again, not to be a Debbie Downer, let's get into some wrestling talk, gentlemen. Uh, we could talk off air. We could hug it out. We could brother out. Um, well, first and foremost, for, go let's ahead, just guys, say before it. we go into it, no, I think the only thing that needs to be said before we go into, into shop talk um, I think I speak for Wade when I say it's much appreciated that you're putting us over. Yeah, you put us over. You're putting us over on this one, man. I mean, so let's do it. So let's I, give you the Ric Flair treatment. It's gotten to a point where, like, I don't need to be here. You guys, you guys could run the ship. You know, what, what, whenever, what, what did Wade say last time when the inmates run the asylum? asylum? Mm-hmm. You guys have the shit down pat. Okay. Let's do it. But, but you had to do me a favor. 
Stop talking shit about Ruby Soho, all right? <laughs> all I gotta say, I'm just saying. Ain't nobody give a fuck about Ruby Soho. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. So anyway, let's get into this week. So a lot has happened. Let's talk about first. Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes have parted ways with AEW. Definitely came as a shock. Uh, reports are saying it's due to contractual agreements. Uh, not necessarily the money, but more of Cody himself losing creative control in AEW. Uh, and supposedly now reports are saying, because, you know, everyone who's a wrestling journalist can has this information, uh, WWE is going to give Cody creative control. And him and Vince have been talking for a while. And WWE is now waving the flag and celebrating Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, which I call bullshit on a lot of this stuff. A lot of the dirt sheet stuff just seems so fucking out there. But what are your thoughts, guys, on Cody and Brandy leaving and potentially going back to WWE? Well, the first thing I think of is there's always three sides to the story. There's your side, my side, and the truth. So I think everybody's got a little bit of something going on in this story and everybody's a little bit right. Right. So I think it's a little bit of the money. If, if it's true that he's wanting to get paid more than Brian Danielson and CM Punk, he wants to, you know, he, he wants that top dog money. Um, The creative control, I think, Ever since WWE let him out of his contract back in what was it, 2016? 2016, yep. I think he's, yeah, it was May of 2016. Um, I think he's done nothing but prove that his personal creative control has helped him develop into, you know, one of the top guys in wrestling, not even just a wrestler, just one of the top minds in wrestling. you know, I could I could understand there. Maybe there is some uh, tension amongst the ranks in the executive vice presidency office of AEW between him and Kenny and the Bucks. You know, I think that there it it would make sense for a little bit of everything to be at least a little bit true. And um, I think it was good to see that. Hopefully, well, maybe it's just on paper. Who knows? But. I get the impression that he is leaving on good terms with AEW, that this isn't a, it's a, it's a business decision Mm -hmm. and not just a full on personal vendetta going here. Um, Honestly, it's at the point where we don't know what's real anymore. Is that you? Don't, don't work yourself into a shoot brother. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, the other thing I think what's more impressive about this is the fact that Vince wants him back. I think mm-hmm. I think that it speaks again, it speaks to what he's done to, for the business in the last five five plus years. Right. And um, you know, but I the one thing I the other thing kind of talking on both sides of my mouth as I say that out loud is what Cody has done for the Indies is exactly what Vince is trying to undo in WWE. Right. 
a the cat you know the the character based uh methods of WWE and not always being purely you know 80% wrestling and 20% character um like and like NXT the original black and gold prime example and now look what they've done with it in the last 12 months and it, it actually as I, like I said as I'm talking out loud about it, it seems counter to what Vince's product is in WWE. Exactly. That that's where, where I was going with this is like <laughs> what you what you were saying made sense, but then it's like the light bulb. I, like as I'm talking, it's like, wait, Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn yeah, is Finkel. Finkel. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, Wade. Well, when it comes to Cody, he is a master of the game. Look who his dad is. Look who he's mm-hmm. been around. If this is true, great, fine, okay, it is what it is. I'm not going to go and, oh, my God, Cody Rhodes is back. It's such a big deal. I, I wasn't the biggest Cody fan mm-hmm. when the whole AEW thing started. And, I, I mean, I respect him. I respect what he's done. But, like Phil said, it feels counteractive to what he was trying not to do in WWE. Right. So him what even he, going, so him even going there, it's like, so what are your plans? And from what they're saying is Brandy's not going, it's not, it's just Cody. Mm-hmm. Right. And with all the rumor and speculation, who's what is Cody gonna do in WWE? Are you automatically gonna throw him right into the title picture? Is you're gonna be your new twenty four seven champ? Come on, yeah. nah, they you're won't have. You're gonna have Stardust running around chasing Akira Tozawa on main Cody, event. Cody, I have this weird feeling, and I mean weird feeling that he is going to be the one to dethrone Roman. Wow, that's a bold statement. Is that your WrestleMania closer? No, it is no. not my WrestleMania. Closure. Or is it your night after WrestleMania? Night after WrestleMania. Yeah, that depends. Like at this point, if he does come, when does he make his debut? When does he show up? Night after Mania. Yeah, I think that's that's the best time for him. Makes the most sense. But but also going back to what you're saying about how it's kind of counterproductive to what uh, Cody wanted to do originally in WWE. But also look at the direction WWE and NXT have been going. It's a lot more character-based. They're looking for the younger talent, the bigger talent. Cody doesn't fit any of that. No. You know? no. So, no. so I'm really curious to see how, how this all pans out. But um unless it unless he doubles as a unless he's also doubling behind the scenes as a producer. Or maybe he's doing Mm-hmm. An NXT yeah. GM, some kind of authority figure. Yeah, they don't yeah. have. He doesn't have a. He's not. NXT doesn't have an authority figure. It feels like everybody's just making matches and doing right. what they want since there's no William Regal anymore. Yeah, war games. Yeah. See, now that would make sense. Have him be in charge of NXT. You know, following his father's footsteps. Exactly. That, that that's that's an interesting take. I didn't even think of it like that. He just and he comes in and he comes in with with the storyline of you guys have taken everything that my father has ever done for the business and you've claimed it all for yourselves. 
And you, now you, it's time for me to get it back. The, mm-hmm. the, now, now, Dust, now Dusty's real kid is finally here in charge. Everyone else says that, that they're Dusty's kids, which is where the whole beef between, you know, the elite and FTR stemmed from. Right. Saying they were Dusty's kids. Hey, Dusty's kid is actually here in NXT finally. Now, Wade, I love your idea the night after WrestleMania because in my mind, fantasy booking, Roman's out there cutting the promo on the Raw after WrestleMania or on the the SmackDown, right? Right. Very first promo of the the night. And Cody comes out and completely outdoes him on the crowd reaction. And then at the end of the night is when he brings his friends. Yes, his friends, because Cody's going to have a stable. Uh, I think it was Brian Alvarez (laughs) tweeted this. Cody, Brandy, Brian Cage, Marco Stunt, and Joey Janela all invade WWE. And then, I, and then I asked you guys, I was like, yo, n- name this faction. Phil had three really good names. Star Search, The Dream Girls, <laughs> my favorite though, Cody's Roadies. Cody's Roadies. <laughs> Oh, that that is pure fantasy right there. But I thought that was pretty fun. I definitely mm-hmm. popped for uh, Cody's roadies. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I want to touch on real quick, also from Dynamite tonight. Uh, I, we're not going to talk too much about what happened on Dynamite tonight uh, because we have a lot more topics to get into for this evening. But so ultimately, CM Punk, MJF, those they're still continuing their feud, and CM Punk named the stipulation for their match at Revolution, and it's a dog collar match. Called it. You, Wade, you motherfucker. That's all I had in my head when I heard it. But what I I didn't like was that they made no reference to the dog collar match between Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee. Tony Hmm. did. Tony did? Commentary. He said the last time we we had a dog collar match, it was for the TNT championship with Cody Rhodes versus Mr. Brody Lee. He did say it. He did say it because I totally miss it. I felt like they should have, I don't know, I felt like they, they could have focused on that more because I only caught them talking about Piper and Valentine. So what you're saying is CM Punk listens to New Normal Wrestling. Oh, definitely Ooh. does. Probably. He has to. He's our number one fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on, guys, to the next topic then. Uh, we have a new free agent out on the town. Uh, he is one walking weapon, Josh Alexander. I, I really have to be critical about how they, how impact they, you know, being impact pronouns, pal, sent him off. Uh, it was a fantastic personal, emotional promo between Josh and Scott Diamore. Mm-hmm. Scott Diamore, by the way, is, the, is an unsung hero in impact. Fucking guy is awesome on the mic. He is a fantastic performer. Dude does not get his flowers enough, but great promo, great story, and it ended up with Scott D. Moore pulling Josh off of Team Impact for this weekend's event, No Surrender. And then we find out less than 24 hours later, oh, now he's a free agent and his work visa has expired. And it's like, so that's it? That was his send-off? This whole big, like, 20-minute promo about the championship and being there for impact and I was gone I uh, I don't know what the situation is behind the scenes but I feel like they could have done they again being impact could have done more for uh, for a send off for Josh Alexander 
They could have done a better job. I feel they should have handled it way better. And if this is true with the whole his work visa expired and everything, it's like you are letting a top talent just go like that. Yeah. Just, but he can't. But that's the problem with the work visa. He can't wrestle now. He can't. Right. He's stuck right. in Canada. But he, yeah. he did it. He didn't just find out like Wednesday. Oh, shit. My work so visa is expiring tomorrow. So that's where I would be critical of impact is how how could this possibly have happened? Did the paperwork get screwed up? Did something get get held up in processing? I don't know. It, it, Wait, know. Where is Josh Alexander from that he needs a work visa from? I, I, Canada. I don't know. Ah, a he's Canadian. Right. He's Canadian. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I think in the meantime, for anyone, someone who's like a Josh Alexander, who's been a constant on Impact Wrestling since they came back uh, during the pandemic uh, to an empty arena and also was the flag bearer for the company as the only singles champion in the company for a while that was actually under contract with Impact, you know, back when the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega held Impact titles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not good brothers. Uh, Finn Juice and Kenny Omega were, hold on, were holding the impact titles. Uh, Josh could afford to take some time off. He won't lose any steam. People aren't going to, people who know him are not going to forget about him. But the question is now, where does he go? I don't like leaning to, oh, AEW. No. Yes, AEW is a great place. It's a great show, it's a great promotion. I love what they're doing. But like you guys talked about it last week, and I'll, I'll I'll give my my two cents. I'm not happy that Keith Lee is in AEW. I really don't want to see him in AEW because he's going to be big now for a few weeks, but he's going to get lost. I I I don't feel hopeful for him because uh, there's just there's too many big names in AEW all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And even Tony Khan a few weeks ago put out a tweet saying that you know hey we can't keep everyone under contract. <laughs> We're gonna start having to. We're gonna to have to start letting people go, and that's gonna be based on their their work rate and you know and their draw essentially. Mm-hmm. So well, AEW is gonna gonna become just like another WWE where people are going to get signed, big names, to all of a sudden get future endeavored. Yep, I feel bad for anybody that's on dark because mm-hmm. honestly, majority of the talents on dark. I feel like this is where AEW kind of made. An about face like the dark and elevation mm-hmm. was their the, the their well, what do they call it their, their their farming ground to kind yeah. of build the younger talent but then they started getting all these other big names from from the independent scenes from places like wwe or impact or ring of honor and mm-hmm. it's like now they're just basing their show around these big names around the brian danielsons the cm punks the adam coles the kyle o'reilly's the bobby fishes you know mm-hmm. and so I don't know. I feel like AEW's gotten uh, too too big for their britches, and they're not gonna they're gonna run into an issue where creative has nothing for you, and that's gonna become the recurring theme in AEW soon. But going back to Josh Alexander, there's still plenty of options. I mean, I'm, I don't work in the industry, but I would think for anyone any wrestler who's in the industry, this is the best time to be. A professional wrestler because you have so many alternatives and options so out many. there. I and I don't th- I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think the moment the paperwork gets work gets resolved, 
he's right back in impact. And I right think back on the indie scene. I think this is just a, yeah, this is just a technical hiccup to in my mind. Right. It, it's just a formality. I don't think it's him really trying the bait of hey guys, I'm really out. I think he's just going to see. I don't know. know. I, I feel right like I feel like Josh Alexander made a had the year of his career last year in 2021. Mm-hmm. And now he's worth more to companies like a WWE and NXT and AEW. Uh, he's worth more to them now than he, than he may have been prior to. So I think like he's already doing stuff with MLW. He's doing stuff with new Japan currently as well. But I feel like he needs to sow his oats elsewhere. Cause he he's been an impact for a very long time. Uh, wait, he was, he was in TNA right before it became impact. Who, Josh? No, Josh, no, he was, he was since impact. Since impact, okay. Mm-hmm. What if, what if he landed in WWE and he was the third Alpha Academy? <laughs> Yo. Yo. Just scrap. Don't even it's, have him. Don't, you can, ha- that would be the new Alpha Academy and I would have no problem with it because yeah. me and, me and, me and Bones would just sit there and go, I wonder who Josh Alexander is going to face this week. Yeah. Oh, is Cesaro around? Hmm. I mean, you guys can do a Cesaro, you know, trade yeah, or something. Sign like that. me up. Mm-hmm. Swiss Superman versus Lethal Weapon. I for just want twenty minutes. Like, come on, twenty that, minutes. That's the seven series. And you know, you you say Alpha Academy, but Alpha Academy is doing some of the best work. I Otis, oh, I think. I they like, flipped the switch. They flipped the switch. I like Chad Gable better. has flipped the switch. Gable is doing the best. Gable's work doing the best work of his career. He Otis needs more. There. Otis mm-hmm. needs more. Otis was better off in heavy machinery. Uh, I liked him better. But regardless, Josh Alexander is going to find his footing. It's curious to see where he ends up and <clears throat> or if he does go back to impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on, guys, down the list. We just had NXT Vengeance Day this week. Brother Wade, you were there live. What was yes, the vibe like? Uh, the vibe, it was very exciting. Very, everyone was hyped for every single match, even though I feel some matches were very, were much better than others. Um, it felt like they were actually getting their, like this show was a lead up show. Like, you know, like when we say Elimination Chambers is set up to Mania. Mm-hmm. This show was the setup to TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Is, is it still going to be called TakeOver? Yes. Uh, there was a recent email that's been coming around to everybody that <sighs> I can't believe this is happening. Mania Weekend. TakeOver will be on Saturday afternoon. Day one of Mania. On the same day, why? Have it on Friday night. Like I'd be okay with a Friday night pay per view. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But for SmackDown. Oh, fuck, that's right. But you're not going to be having it. So you're going to be on one end of Dallas. You're going to be. In- oh, it's in the same arena where SmackDown is going to be the night before. So it's going to be an American Airlines arena. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Hmm. Interesting. That's a lot. That's a lot of wrestling in one day. I mean, besides yeah. all the events going on that day, between access, between that, that whole weekend, little that whole weekend, like yeah. you're literally putting NXT there, right? 
when it should be maybe a couple of days beforehand, like do it. And I would say this would be the time to do take over in Florida. Yeah. Make it a two night event, go Tuesday and Wednesday, have all the NXT talent fly out for access on Thursday, on Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. And then they, they're good. And whoever needs to stay where well, I have my feeling who's, is going up this week after watching a certain match and promo, um, stay for the long haul. So you think someone is going up to the main roster this week? Yes. On the next day? All right. Absolutely. Let's, let's get into the card from what happened at Vengeance Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's hear this hot take. Let's start mm-hmm. off with the opening match, which, which was the weaponized steel cage match. Not a fan of the name. They could have probably named it something else besides weaponized. I don't, I don't know. Cage that, of Plunder. Cage of Plunder. Cage Shout of out plunder. to the American Dream. Death the road. Death. <laughs> cage of Plunder. Yes, it is. <laughs> But we had the, the bruiser weight, Pete Dunn get the win over uh Tony D'Angelo. Uh forget about it. Tony you know, D. Boy. T- wait, Tony, wait. Tony D'Angelo is really doing some good fucking work. Uh great in the ring, great on the mic. Uh and I do like this back and forth that he's had with Pete Dunn. Now, this was their the, the rubber match, the, the third match between these two. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is Surprisingly, the blow off, and the I feel the wrong person won. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that Pete Dunn got the win. I, if anyone, Same anyone, here. if anyone was going to go up to the main roster soon, I would think Pete Dunn would have been on the list. Mm-hmm. Well, Not we, him. We said that before, uh, before the Royal Rumble too. Yep, because he just signed a three year deal, and yep, maybe he's not going up yet. Maybe. Take over, stand and deliver is his uh, send off. Right. Does it hit later on the night? It hinted towards something else mm-hmm. for him. Can, can you tell us? Oh, oh what, what, would these be spoilers? Uh, it's what happened with the winner of the North American Championship match. Oh, right. That's right. Because now Pete Dunn wants to go after that title. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Carmelo. Okay. Yes. Which was a good match as match well. Match of the night. Yeah. Yes. Match of the night. Definitely. I have a runner up to that, but match of the night indeed. Well, let's get into that one. Carmelo Hayes, our current and still reigning and defending NXT North American champion, got the win over Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a situation where the right, the right man still won. As much exactly. as I would love to see mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes get a win like this and get some gold. After all this time, he deserves it. Um, but I think Carmelo Hayes is doing some fucking fantastic work. Yeah. And I feel like Carmelo Hayes is getting the push that Isaiah Swerve Scott would have gotten if he was still in NXT. Yes. But Melo has proven consistently uh, that he is one of the best performers and he hasn't been in the ring much. Everyone's been talking about that. I don't know if you guys saw that on the internet. Yeah, now, why yeah. does it feel like Carmelo barely defends his title or is barely in the ring mm-hmm. when he is in the ring? It's very important. And he does do his thing. Plus trick. Can we give, can we give props to trick? The, Yo, one of the best mouthpieces in NXT right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did we it, say last week? I don't understand half the things he's saying, but, Damn, Trick is right. But whatever yeah, he's saying. Yeah, he's right. He's right. I believe him. I believe Trick. I believe him. I believe, I believe him. in Trick. I, I just, I just, it, it goes back from everything he's done, but back to the match. Cameron, this is one of Cameron's best performances. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Mm-hmm. One of his best performances within NXT. 
Yep. No, he uh, he and Cameron definitely stole the show. They have the two of them had great chemistry, and um, I even though I do think the right guy won, it made me sad to see Cameron Grimes take the L in that match. Yeah, that one that one hurt me. I think Cameron Cameron will will get his due uh, uh, yeah. eventually. Absolutely. Whether, whether it's mm-hmm. going to be in NXT or whether it's going to be on the main roster, he will get he will have his time because he's doing again some phenomenal phenomenal character work, amazing yeah. character work. And we used to talk shit about him. Mm-hmm. We, didn't know, we didn't know who he was. Like, who yeah. the fuck is Cameron Grimes? Like, who is this? Like yeah. he's just a dude. And then you made like him into you made him you made him into the JB, JBL two Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gave who him likable. Yeah, who is likable? Yeah. Yes, yes, he is an everyman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the next match, guys. The women's uh, women's tag team championship match. We have Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, who are right now two of my favorites, taking on the team of Indy Hartwell and Persia Perota. Toxic Attraction are killing it right now, and that's some of the best women's wrestling is still hands down, I think over on NXT right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Who would have thought if you would have said to me like two years ago, yo, Mandy Rose is going to be the hottest fucking what, the hottest star in women's wrestling in the next two years. We'd be like, nah, fuck you, dude. You're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be like, look, Mandy Rose is the, is, is the best. Look at NXT the work right they're doing. I don't know who's the mastermind behind all this, but it's some fucking great work. And Gigi Dolan a, and JC Jane are just fucking fantastic together as a team. Oh, they're great. But there's a problem. And it's something that Wade and I touched on last week. Now that you have Indy Hartwell and Persia Parado behind them, who who's next on the list? Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. But I or feel like... Or but Cora some Jane of these, Raquel. Mm-hmm. yeah, Cora Jane and Raquel. I'm sorry. See, you put a little yeah, person in Raquel, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the bigger story here is the fallout, and it's it's coming, guys. Indy and Persia are Dunzo City. Yeah, I, I can see that already. That writing's on the wall between you know with the whole Duke. But I've even before Andy. Duke, even before Duke, they planted the seeds, and it's been coming and coming and coming. And now Duke's in the picture and it's right. Yeah. I see it too. I mean, the writing's on the wall, but you know what? I, to talk about the match, it just didn't move me. It mm-hmm. wasn't. <sighs> That's why we're talking more about, we're talking more about the fallout than we are about the match. There, itself. there, there yeah. wasn't, there wasn't much of a story going into it this. Wasn't, no. It wasn't. And I like that. The only cool part that I enjoyed isn't honestly, Gigi's the star of toxic. I'm going to say it now. Gigi is the star of that group. Yep. Um, I like that their finish is an homage to Mandy and Sonya's old finisher mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Fire and Desire, the high low. Yep. And I already got a name for that move. They don't have, I don't know if they have one yet, but I got one. Every high low was based off of total elimination. What if we call it toxic elimination? There you no, go. I like that. Oh, there, there's Rhea. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, Straight up. There's Rhea. There's Rhea. She Rhea, can not. She, she loves being around her uncles when we talk about wrestling. Oh, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, girl. But, uh, you know, going back real quick to the, the fallout, 
there, there ain't no fallout with toxic attraction for a mm-hmm. while. I don't know who's going to be the ones to, to dethrone them, but all I know is if, and when, the, if, and <laughs> when the time comes for Mandy, JC and Gigi to go up to the main roster, they need to stay together. Yeah, of course. Like this is an opportunity for them to do something like they tried doing with the riot squad and absolution. Mm-hmm. But instead of just putting together three random wrestlers to create a team, take an established team who is running shit in NXT and yeah. make them a force to reckon with on the main roster. Agreed. Having toxic attraction up there, I think will help boost the women's tag team division as well. Yeah. Who the hell are the tag team champs right now? Oh, Carmella and Zelina. Carmella and like, Carmella what the and fuck? Anyway, I don't want to get into that conversation. Let's keep moving on, guys. We've got a lot more to, still to hit for tonight. Um, let's go about the what men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. Creed Brothers, Brutus and Julius taking on MSK. We called it before the bracket was even announced. Mm-hmm. Probably going to go to the Creed Brothers. I think the the fi- it was the right two teams to go into the finals. Yep. Them and MSK. There was a story behind this, mm-hmm. uh, brother Wade. What? How over are the Creed Brothers? How over is Diamond Mine? Also, Creed Brothers are over, not okay. Diamond Mine. Yeah, not Diamond Mine. The Creed okay. Brothers are over. Um, the right team won in this situation. I am a huge MSK fan. We actually, we all are, we to all be are. honest. Yep. But we knew going in, there, there's no way for them to repeat. There's no reason for them to repeat. It would have been nice to see, but as, as a fan, but we knew the right team was going to go over. And I feel that coming up soon, especially with that little promo in the beginning, uh, I don't know if you guys caught the little little uh, mix of music in there. No, I missed. In the promo. I'm going to send it to you guys later. But okay. there was an homage to Dusty in their music. There was a mix of oh, their nice. theme along with Dusty's. Okay. And, and representation of other tag teams throughout WWE history in their, in their, in their uh, montage. You saw Legion of Doom. You saw the Brothers of Destruction. You saw nice. a bunch of tag teams in there. Mm-hmm. And okay. like they paved the way. So my hot take, MSK will be the call-ups that we see the night after Mania. I can 100% see that. I, I could see that, especially after Mania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and, in the meantime, have MSK in in the in the chase for the NXT tag titles because mm-hmm. first of all, I think that's going to help them in the eyes of the NXT fans because you know we, we've talked about the conspiracy with them and them mm-hmm. getting all the heat and stuff because they were the champions and carrying the titles for a while. A now, while now, make them the underdogs. Make them make them the ones that are on the chase. Mm-hmm. And have the crowd get back behind them. I think I, I could see them definitely. And hey, it's only gonna. It should only help the tag team division on the main roster because they yeah. that, that needs help as well. Yep. It should help them. I feel like, and we've said this before, NXT 2.0 crowd is gonna miss them when they're gone. Yeah. They carried those tag titles through the no no people in the arena. 
into two point mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, when they go to the main roster, they are going to move like gangbusters, mm-hmm. and that will be a lost team that NXT now has to rebuild their tag team division off of again. Green. Yeah. Now, well, I'm gonna ask you guys before we get into it. If they do go up, where do you want to see them? I'd want I'd to, love see, to them see them on SmackDown. 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 We all think alike. Because <laughs> all I see is all I see is a instant a instant spot with the Usos. Mm-hmm. Um instant spot with the Usos, and they get to mix it up with the new day potentially. Right. Yep. Our, the who day? Who? 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Biggie and Kofi Kingston. Thank you. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They're not the new. What is that shit? They, Same as everything like, else. It's Vince Vince said that the stupid reason, and it's so stupid, they're not the new day unless they're all together. Jesus. What happened to the fucking the Freebird rule? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't matter. Demolition? They, 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 the new day used the free bird rule constantly. That was the thing that they bought back to when they were the tag champs yeah. like, for the first time around. I think it's Vince's idea. And the whole story behind it is he regrets splitting them up. You did it twice. Yeah. He's like, I feel they work better as a group. And if they're on the same brand, maybe Vince should regret not giving Biggie a bigger push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regret that. Or maybe giving Kofi Stop a in the push. Stopping the push. Yeah. Major league. Well, anyway, talking about someone who's getting a push, let's talk about the NXT champion, uh, currently Braun Breaker, who had a fantastic match against Santos Escobar mm-hmm. uh, for the NXT mm-hmm. championship. Wade, would you say that was Escobar's uh, best match in NXT? Breaker's best match. Breaker's best match? Breaker's best match. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, and the crowd wasn't even on his side this time. Mm-hmm. They wow. were fully on Santos. Really? And that yep. I, I feel like that makes sense. People have been wanting Clamoring him to for get him that, with that, that championship ever since Ciampa had it before 2.0. Yeah. Now, yep. what do you think about Dolph Ziggler's, um, um, the, his interference in this match? Um, honestly, it was fine. Uh, it's pretty much what we discussed a few weeks ago that uh, everybody will be everybody from the main roster will be making their way down to NXT at some point mm-hmm. just to, you know, help the ratings and all that right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Dolph's a good fit. He's a great worker and I like his involvement. You can yep. keep him around for a while. And I think going into it, the main event of NXT takeover and they're doing what um, bones. I don't know if you remember this, but you remember evolve. Of course. Okay. What Evolve would do WrestleMania weekend is they would have someone from NXT who's been involved with uh, Evolve before face mm-hmm. their top champion. Right. I feel that the, the main event for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver is going to be Dolph versus Braun Breaker. So they're going to mm-hmm. continue this story through mm-hmm. early April, through WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's, he's having a match with Ciampa next week. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is right. the storyline going to become Dolphin Champa first? Not, not Dolphin Braun. 
you know they like to build NXT. Certain people, certain writers yeah. like to build up to it, so it's definitely going to be leading up to it. And I feel Champa's the uh, Champa's in the Dolph position, mm-hmm. where he's yeah. the gatekeeper, and you have to run through him in order to get to somebody. So he he's going to run, yeah. So he's going to run through him, and it'll lead to him versus Champ. Uh, Champ, not Champa. It'll lead to Dolph and uh, Braun at Takeover Stand and Deliver. Definitely, mm-hmm. that'll be the main event. And hey. Dolph has set on record in that little uh, contract signing. I haven't been an NXT champion yet. Imagine him with the title. Hey, if if you want to make headlines, have Dolph uh, t- take the title off of Braun Breaker and then mm-hmm. have Breaker show up on Raw the next night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a singles match against Robert Roode, taking out Dolph Ziggler's tag team partner. Uh, th- there's still more story there. I do, yeah, I do like more, where, that, where that booking's going. As a wise man once said, there's way more meat left on the bone. Uh, really quick, though, while we're on the Braun Breaker topic, um, Tiger Stripes, not his thing. I thought he was one of the Thundercats. I thought he was Rob trying to do his best Rob Van Dam impression. Uh, okay. No, just stick, just, just stick with the Steiner. Just stick with the Steiner yeah. 90s. Do the Steiner colors. Always yeah. stick with Steiner colors. Exactly. I have never seen Scott or Rick wear a uh, tiger ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't ever. say I have either. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was NXT Vengeance Day. Uh, overall, you guys would say it was a uh, th- thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I'm giving a thumbs up. Um, I'm giving one. a thumbs up. Oh, we forgot. What? They're building towards another story. We forgot about Solo and Wal- and Gun- Gunther. Oh, and Gunther. Yes, 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 that happened too. And they uh, take that NXT title, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one other thing that I wanted to touch on really quick while we we're talking about free agents and NXT, gentlemen, I don't know if you saw that Roxy has been potentially offered a oh yes, Ro- Roxy uh, WWE contract. Yep, she has been offered a WWE contract. She was actually shortly after the uh, uh, Ring of Honor went on their hiatus, she was at a performance center training or, or one of their camps. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for her. She's a young up and coming star. Uh, a lot of hall of famers out there really vouch for her. I don't know if you guys got to see any of her work on ring of in ring of honor, but mm-hmm. she looks great in the ring. She put on a great match with Deanna Parazzo on impact a few weeks ago. She's what? 20, 21, 19, 20, 19, 19. She's young. Yeah. Very, very young. But uh, real quick, Gunther and Solo, I like how they're really starting to um, add depth to the NXT championship picture, get more mm-hmm. people involved, saying, say, hey, I want that title, I want that title, uh, and it's only going to keep pushing them, and Solo versus Gunther. I mean, come on. Oof. And he is so over. Mm-hmm. Solo is so over. He and you know, It was like, if you close your eyes and listen to him, he sounds like his brothers mm-hmm. yep. so much. He was like, I'm going to make you my, he said, I don't care what your name is. Da, 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 da. He's like, I'm going to just make you my bitch. And then through the mic. And I was like, I believe yeah, him. I believe him, right? I believe him. I believe him. Like, yep. He could do it. NXT, for, for all of the criticism we've given to 2.0, for stuff that they haven't got right, th- to me, the, the three guys they've gotten dead on and have lightning in the bottle with, Grayson Waller, Solo Sokoa, Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. They've caught, they've, they've using them as pillars. Yeah. Has been. Oh. And, and Tony D'Angelo. He's, I, he's getting there. 
I, I'm glad you said that. I took the words right out of my mouth. You know, uh, we gave it a lot of criticism at when 2.0 first came came to be, but they mm-hmm. definitely found their footing. I think a big turning point was War Games yeah. when they, you know, they really put put the nail on the coffin on the black and gold brand. And then Braun Breaker ultimately defeating Ciampa for the championship. It, they turned over a new leaf. NXT is becoming destination television for me again. I really enjoy watching their weekly weekly TV. And they are building so many stars already. You already mentioned the Fiends, but also looking back at the Pete Dunns, the Tommaso Ciampas, the Gunthers, you know, the names that we we know from the black and gold brand that have, that are still lingering around here in 2.0, just a yep. different version of them. And, uh, and NXT is again, it's great TV. It's found its footing. It's found its footing again on the reset. Right. Very quickly. Now we are obviously getting ready for takeover, send and deliver, which is going to be WrestleMania weekend, but let's talk about WrestleMania. We got WrestleMania 38 coming up in April, April 2nd and 3rd. What? Now, I know Brother Phil here wants to talk about a certain match that has been rumored to be happening. What? Uh, to be starring a specific Hall of Famer from Texas. What? One Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Taking on the other master of the stunner, Kevin Owens. What? What? Stun Owens stun. What? What? <laughs> so, what? I mean, we don't have to harp too much on this, guys. I think if you had nothing else for Kevin Owens and you need to have a Hall of Famer at WrestleMania to have that Hall of Famer moment and you're going to be in Texas, yeah, fucking bring Steve Austin back. Austin does not have to have a five-star match. Kevin Owens is a great opponent for Austin to, to be in the ring with. He's someone that will protect Austin and still make him look strong. Absolutely. All Austin needs to do is a Luthez press, a couple middle fingers, drink a few beers, Kick in the gut, stunner, and we can call we we call it a night. Um, I don't know what that does for Kevin Owens and what the payoff is after the match. Uh, I feel like Kevin Owens is someone who, while he has been in the title picture, Kevin Owens is someone who needs a championship. It's been way too long since he has carried any gold. He was on his way to becoming a Grand Slam champion. If he isn't already, I I, I could be mistaken. If he is, uh, I apologize if I'm if I'm incorrect in saying that. But the dude was a Universal Champion. You know, he was a United States Champion. He has held gold, and he has been a great fucking champion. He needs gold around his waist again. He's unfortunately, and we could discuss this if you guys don't agree with me, but I feel like he's in a situation where. The belt makes the man, and right now he needs a belt. Mm. <laughs> he needs a belt, but not in the quickest way possible. If I were to give him a title, I want him to earn it underhandedly. And what better way for him to earn it than win the money in the bank? As you part know, of it. and plus we talk about the the what does this do for KO? It does a lot for him. He gets to work with one of his favorite wrestlers of all time. Taking a stunner from Stone Cold is a privilege. A lot of wrestlers no. said that is on their list of mm-hmm. things they would like to do, and KO gets to do it. And the person and it's funny if we even go back in time when KO started using the stunner, Steve Austin was the main one giving the thumbs up to it. Like yes, absolutely, he right. can do yeah. it. I am perfectly fine with him using a stunner. Right. I I think for me, though, the issue is 
I don't think you need a match with Stone Cold right now. What 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 benefit does it give to anybody? So what else do you do with Kevin Owens going into into WrestleMania? He he's not in the title picture anymore. Yeah, he's no longer buddy buddy with uh, Seth Rollins. That that kind of just fizzled out. Him and Sammy, Sammy Zayn's Zane, old hat. Sammy Zayn and him are on two different uh, brands. Two different brands now, and Zayn's going to be in Zayn's. Spoiler alert: the new IC champion, which you're going to see later tonight when you listen to this, because you know the taping spoiled that for us or last week. So, I mean, what else do you do with Kevin Owens? Let him be the host. <laughs> oh God, let's not let him be the host. No, I'm the t- have him come out with the tie and the t-shirt. Oh, have God. him. Okay, have him. If you if the match with Austin doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. Have him be the reason Seth doesn't win his match. Yep. Then whatever match that'll end up being. Whatever match that may be. Or like, just have Seth and Kevin Owens face uh face off at WrestleMania. Who are the tag champs on Raw again? Uh, Alpha. Alpha Academy. If RK Bro breaks up any time in between that, why don't you have KO and KO and Seth go after them for the tag titles? I I would like to see Kevin Owens in the tag in the tag title picture. It'll be one of the titles he's missing. He's not a Grand Slam. The only titles he's missing are um, a tag title and a WWE World Championship reign, which he hasn't had yet. So, right, he's right. He does not have the WWE Championship. And he has the feather in the cap of being an NXT champion. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right. But well, I, like I said, bottom line for me is it's more of a you don't really need Stone Cold. You don't need Austin to have – great to have him there, but you don't need him to have a match to, to be a big part of, of WrestleMania. Right. You, you could just have him and KO in the ring drinking beers and still have him – Give Kevin Owens yeah. a stunner and stunning people. Not even that having them stun everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, interesting to see where this ends up going. I do think they're already kind of laying the groundwork for this, you know, with Kevin Owens talking shit about Texas the past two weeks. Yeah. So we'll see how all that pans out. Uh, let's quickly talk about switchblade Jay white. Someone else who is uh, making more than just an impact right now in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, Obviously, he's better known right now as the leader of the Bullet Club over in New Japan, but he has made his way over to Impact Wrestling, and he has brought his Bullet Club friends over with him, Gorillas of Destiny. Um, Also, he added Chris Bay to the Bullet Club. We've also seen El Phantasmo, Hikaleo. Did I say that right, Wade? Yes, you did. Hikaleo, okay. Other Bullet Club members. Uh, And now he's showing up on AEW and actually having his first AEW match this Friday, or actually later on tonight, when you listen to this, against Trent Beretta. Jay White is someone who is, he has had a slow start. He had some big shoes to fill when Omega left New Japan and he took over the Bullet Club. I mean, you're, you're now following in the footsteps of the Finn Balors, the AJ Styles, the Kenny Omegas, and now Switchblade Jay White. At the time... I think the leadership should have went to Tamatanga, but I think Jay White was the right person to fit into the spot. It just took him a little while to get his footing. He has had some amazing 
five-star matches. I'm not saying five stars because Meltzer named it that, but in my opinion, against uh, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. He also put on an amazing match against Kota Ibushi. Uh, what was it, last year at mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom? He's doing some amazing work, and he is someone I think we need to look out for in 2022. Mm-hmm. And the whole AEW thing happened by accident because Tony Khan screwed up his definition of the forbidden door. Yeah. Insert How do you screw out. up what you made? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he was trying to refer to Keith Lee, and he's like, oh, shit. I gotta make I gotta make one up here. See, and that's and I, when on Sunday afternoon called Jay White. Hey, can you come over? <laughs> yeah. And when when we recorded that week before we knew it was Keith Lee, I, I said I was like, guys, Tony Khan is saying Forbidden Door and Free Agent. We're gonna see two debuts or yeah. two mm-hmm. people show up. Yep. So uh, but I think Jay White was the right person. Again, he's already made yeah. showed up in impact, bought the bullet club over there. There's already this this other there's long-term storytelling going on here, guys, between the elite and the Bullet Club. Uh, we're seeing it on Impact between the Good Brothers and Grills of Destiny. We're seeing it now with Jay White and the Young Bucks and Adam Cole, you know, obviously all in the absence of Kenny Omega. There's still a lot going on, and I want to see what's going to happen when this story ultimately comes to its climax. My concern, John, is I trust the process. I just hope it doesn't turn into an NWO situation mm. where you're just throwing everybody at it now in the one thing. Everybody's in the, everybody's in the bullet club. I, I agree, but I don't see that being a problem because the bullet club for the longest time has always been one of those extra large factions. Okay. I mean, yeah, they've probably had a couple people that have kind of, come and gone that it's like what the hell was it what were you doing here but cody hall. who cody hall cody oh god i'm sorry cody hall, cody hall. yeah where the hell's chase owens chase oh chase owens is still doing his thing over in uh, new japan but still but um for the most part though they've had i mean look what they, what they did with the elite with kenny omega the bucks and cody rhodes hangman page but marty skrull at the time you know they, they've bullet club I think they know what they're doing. I think the waters kind of get muddied when they do start going to impact wrestling, AEW. Maybe they're going to show up at NWA at some point, you know, when other, when other creative minds kind of get their hands in the pot, that's when things make it a little bit muddy, but I do agree with you. Hopefully it doesn't turn into an NWO Hollywood black and white wolf pack situation, but Mm -hmm. I do like right now, just the sort of between the bullet club and the elite. And hopefully that's that's the way it stays. Uh, yep. But me me personally, being a fan of factions, I like really I like extra large factions when when it's done right. Yeah. Um, but so not just Jay White, uh, uh, he's not the only person making making a name for himself right now in the world of wrestling. Let's talk about Matt Cardona. Always ready, Matt Cardona. I want to start off the conversation with this question. Besides Matt Cardona being one to watch in 2022, is Matt Cardona the hottest independent wrestler today? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he has done wonders for GCW. Mm -hmm. He has given GCW their flowers, finally. GCW Mm -hmm. is becoming a household name now where there's more... uh, 
I don't want to say I'm going to say mainstream wrestlers. I should say more well-known wrestlers uh, from the national circuit that are now showing up over in GCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also he had a great match, told a great story against Jordan Grace a couple weeks ago on Impact, and is now the digital media champion, and now defeated Trevor Murdoch to become the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And big shout out to his ring gear that day was also an homage to Christian because he won the NWA championship exactly, what was it, 10 years prior to that day. day. So that was really cool because once an edgehead, always an edgehead. His match Um, with Joey Janela, pure homage. Pure homage to us to Sierra Robbie and Dan One Night Stand. Yep. That's Pure the homage. Room. Yep. Yep. And, and didn't he come? He came out to the Sandman's uh, entrance. Yep. That show, right? Pure homage. Mac Cardona is doing some of the best work of his career, and I'm curious to see where he's going to end up in the next year or two. He's going to be the person that Vince is going to go. We need to get him back over here. Hmm. I don't think he needs to be back in WWE, though. Does anyone ever really need to be back? It, but in no. the sense of, in the sense of, again, kind of bringing it back to our conversation about Cody, he's done so much with his character, the development of his personality and character over the last 15 months, and he's done it all on his own. He's been a true... DIY make he's made himself into, into what he's got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, um, once you get the, once you get the hooks back in with WWE, I'd be afraid that you're, you're going to make him into a, into a joke, right? That they want to make him back to being the, you know, good old bro of bros, you know, the bro, the big broski, you know, right. doing all that stuff. Now you don't need him now. You don't. He's, he's, he has matured. The character has matured, not him personally. Mm-hmm. The character has matured and taken on its ultimate form. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Only person welcoming back to WWE that we're glad they're back is Drew McIntyre at this point. Or right. like, he's the only, like one of the rare exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Pretty much everything Phil said is true. Matt Cardona has really come into his own since leaving WWE. He has been one of the people to prove I do not need WWE to get over. I do not need WWE. Yeah, it's nice and you that you know I'm from there, but yep. now I have to go above and beyond and show a different character of who I am. And he has been killing it wherever he's gone, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Where I made the argument during the normies that his work over the course of that, over the course of 21 made him the best heel in professional wrestling who wasn't Roman Reigns. Oh, or, or MJF or MJF. Or MJF. Or MJF. Yeah. So, and I'm going to, and I'm, I'm going to stick firmly to that. A hundred percent. And you know, he's he's a shining example of the best bet to place is the one on yourself. Right. Agreed. Exactly. And mm-hmm. this is gonna be a good good uh 
lead in to our next topic. We're going to do a quick rundown and give our predictions for Impact No Surrender. So let's start off with the match with Matt Cardona in a rematch where he's going to defend Digital Media Championship against Thick Mama Pump, Jordan Grace. Early prediction, Matt Cardona retains. I think he is too hot right now to lose it to Jordan Grace. Yeah, Jordan doesn't need to win the title again. He just looked at Bones is just looking at me like, what are you gonna say? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what you're gonna say. Man, don't nobody give a fuck about that. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, it makes sense. Matt Cardona retains. Definitely yeah. retains. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, well, let's move on to the next match. We're gonna have a singles match between Black Taroos taking on Jonah. Two big meaty men slapping slapping meats. I really liked how they foreshadowed this uh, this past week on Impact when Mm -hmm. um, Jonah took on Crazy Steve. Uh, Again, I love the work that Jonah's doing. Jonah is coming off like a legitimate monster. Put him in the ring with someone like 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 Black Tarus. Going to be a big match. This one's going to be hard for me to predict because we predicted that Jonah was going to defeat Josh Alexander and look at, uh, we had pie in our face on that one, Wade. <laughs> Cause uh, but boy, did we, I was like, great match. Yeah. Damn. Am I an idiot? Um, so, I feel like though, with someone like black to roost, no offense to the talent of black to roost. Jonah's got to get the win in this one. So that's my absolutely. prediction. Jonah gets the yeah, win. Agreed. Jonah gets the dub. Mm-hmm. Moving on next. Going back to another guy to look out for in 22, Switchblade, Jay White, taking on the leader of Violent by Design, Eric Young. Again, there's this big story right now, Violent by Design, Good Brothers, and the Bullet Club. Uh, this one's kind of hard. It can go either way. I don't know. I think Eric Young needs to win more than Jay White does. What, what, what are you thinking? You're shaking your head, Wade. No, it's Eric. It's Eric Young. Don't nobody give a fuck about Eric Young. <laughs> Where is he to the list? He's on the list. Oh, man. Eric Young. Oh, I got to start writing everyone down. Eric Young, I, I like him. I like him. But when he talks, he sounds like um, Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> He's Roz. But, um, seriously, Eric Young is a great hand. Um, he, That's what he does. He is one of the grizzled vets you have that puts the hot up and comer over hot uh, talent over, mm-hmm. and that's what he's going to do in this match. He's going to put Jay White over. There's no logical reason why Eric Young should be Jay White clean or dirty or anyway. Right. No. If Jay White wins, though, do you feel like moving on to the next match, the tag team title match for the Impact World Tag Champs? Uh, Good Brothers defending against the Girls of Destiny. The Girls of Destiny then also went in the Bullet Club, just has this big blowout win at No Surrender. Yes. Ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. Mm-hmm. The, the Good Brothers barely defended those damn titles. Right. But it's now time. the stipulation is if the Good Brothers lose, they are officially kicked out of the Bullet Club. That's okay. Let's just come back to WWE and rejoin the club with AJ Styles. Oh my God. That, That's that okay. That's happen. okay. They could just go to AEW and we're linked back up with the Bucks and everybody else. Yeah. Right. All right, guys, let's move on to the uh, singles match for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Mickey James defending against Tasha Steeles. I'm going Tasha. I'm going Tasha. I. I 
I say give the title to Tasha at this point. Mickey has done wonders with the championship. She def- defended it successfully against Diana, mm-hmm. was in the WWE Royal Rumble carrying the strap. And yeah, it's time to give it to uh, some of your homegrown talent and put it on, put it around the waist of Tasha Steeles. It's funny. Didn't we, uh, didn't we say in 2021 that Tasha Steeles is having one of the best years with fire and flavor and carrying mm-hmm. that whole thing and being the knockouts tag champions, the inaugural and just doing amazing things and impact. And she would get more opportunities. This is her time. Now she won the first ever ultimate X for the knockouts. Yep. Let her be the first to cash in on that and win. Tasha deserves this. Yeah. Agreed. Tasha steals is someone else to look out for in 2022. Mm-hmm. Had, you not, had you not pulled for a Jersey girl. True. True. Yeah. you not. Yep. But uh, Phil, Done. you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to go back into this episode and make a list of who to look out for in 2022, mm-hmm. and see uh, where we end off the year at when we do the normies. Yep, Bones, I'm telling you, my you're stretching my Excel my Excel exceptionality <laughs> very thin right here, my friend. You got a lot of lists for me. You're gonna have a lot of spreadsheets, bro. <laughs> All right, spreadsheets. We got two final matches now left on the card. We have a match that everyone's looking forward to. 10-man tag team match with Honor No More, consisting of Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, Vincent, and Kenny King, taking on Team Impact with Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, Rhino, Rich Swan, and Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin? No, no, no. I'm taking this off Wikipedia. Was Steve Macklin officially in the match now? Aren't they looking for Jonathan Gresham? Yeah, they're looking for John Gresham, but it's but that hasn't been confirmed yet. That hasn't been confirmed yet. So we got to wait. The tapings, the tapings are revealing that. So by the time you hear this episode, we still don't know as the time of this recording who that final member is. It's either going to be Steve Macklin or Gresham. I think if Gresham was in the team, that would be a huge story right there. They could tell with someone from Ring of Honor who also has uh, who has it out for the, the members here of Honor No More. Uh, brother Wade, what, what say you? Honor no more. Yeah, and I got shenanigans. Shenanigans with honor. I don't no see more. why not. There has yeah. to be. Has to be. There's no other logical reason why not. Yeah. But honor no more takes the dub. Yep. All right, guys, and then the main event, Impact World Championship match. We have uh, Moose defending against W. Morrissey. Moose. Don't nobody give a fuck about Morrissey. Morrissey or Moose. Don't nobody. Yo, Boos retains. Boos. Yo, Boos. Why, why, why are you being a Moose hater right now? Because if it weren't for EC3, he wouldn't be in the position he's in. Damn. Very oh, true. Very true. But again, Moose. Moose is doing some great work as the champ. That that's just my opinion. Phil, what about he you, brother? Is, he is. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to go with you guys on with Moose on this one. Um, look, it it's good to see Morrissey back in the ring and actually competing for singles titles, doing what he he could have been doing in WWE. It's good yeah. to see it, right? But no, Moose, don't take the title off him now. No. <laughs> Boos. So no, no surrender is definitely turning out to be a very very good card. It's a uh, seven awesome matches, mm-hmm. uh, but also 
on the same night. We're going to have WWE Elimination Chamber coming to us live from, what is it, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia? Or Riyadh? Yep, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia at the Superdome, at the Jeddah Superdome. So let's run down the card for Elimination Chamber. Let's just hit some quick predictions and then really get in depth on uh, the Elimination Chamber matches. Just really quick, guys. I hate to say that. Is it sad that I'm not excited for this for this pay-per-view? Really? Because I, I not am. any of the matches? No. I am. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's just like every time there's a pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia, I'm just like, eh. But this is a history-making one. Mm-hmm. But then, but then you also get surprised because you get matches like Edge versus Seth Rollins and Hell in the Cell. Mm. And you're like, whoa, that was a fucking match of the year candidate. And mm. I almost didn't watch this pay-per-view, but I got to see that match. So, uh, and just like Wade said, this is history making. It's a legitimate pay per view, whether it's a B pay per view or whatever, being mm-hmm. held in Saudi Arabia outside of the country. So this oh. is, this is big. So th- they 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 have to capitalize on that. And what a way to do that by opening up the night with Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Wait, what 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 year is it, guys? What year obviously is it? it's two thousand six, two thousand eleven. <laughs> I mean, my my thoughts on the whole Mysterio and Miz thing is my same thoughts with the whole Edge and Miz thing. They just don't have anything for the Miz right now, which is sad. But hey, put keep putting him in the ring with you know first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh Miz taking on Rey Mysterio. I mean, it can go either way, but because it's in Saudi, I'm gonna have to go with Rey Mysterio. John, was your first podcast episode in 2011? <laughs> Right. (laughs) Okay. This feud is so stupid because it's just to promote WWE 2K22. So that's all it is. So that means it has to go to to the the, the cover star. So So let's move on to the tag team match, a uh, women's tag team match. We have uh, the team of Ronda Rousey and Naomi taking on Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Definitely uh, two unlikely duos. Ronda's second match back in the WWE. There's a lot of story uh, between the four of them with Naomi and Sonya. And then obviously Charlotte and Ronda who are ultimately facing each other at WrestleMania for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And also Naomi taking on Charlotte the past couple weeks on SmackDown. Uh, I want to go right to the women's wrestling guru, Brother Wade. The faces get the win. Ronda and Char- Ronda and Naomi get the dub. And Sonya takes the pin. Sonya, no, Sonya taps out. Sonya taps. Okay. So, wait, so you're saying Ronda's a face? When you're with Naomi, technically you're the face. See, that's where that's where the 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 lines are are muddy for me. It's like, what is Ronda? Is she a heal? Is she a fucking baby face? Do An they unseasoned know? product? They don't even know what she is. It's so confusing. It, it really is. Uh, I think they need to just get through. This was just a way to get Ronda on the card in Saudi yep. Arabia and just yep. have more, more women on the card. Mm-hmm. That, that's the other historic thing is that all there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 women on this card in Saudi Arabia. They went from having one match with two women. Uh, it was... Uh, Natty and Lacey Evans, mm-hmm. and then Sasha had a match against uh, was it Bailey? 
Bliss, and it was untelevised. That's right, Sasha and Bliss in Saudi Arabia. Um, and now you have twelve women's wrestlers on the card. Mm-hmm. That's gotta make that's gotta make you happy, Wade. To see that, that is a monumental right. That's that's pretty awesome to have. It is such so, a big look. Uh, so before we move on, Phil predictions: Rousey, Naomi, Flair, Deville. Oh, Rousey and Rousey and Naomi. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go on my prediction also for Rousey and Naomi, but if it wasn't Saudi Arabia, I would give it to Flair and Deville, and have Flair make Naomi tap out, so you still keep Ronda looking strong. Mm. So let's go to the women's elimination. Now you know what? Before we go on to that, let's go on to the next singles match. It's a false count anywhere match, guys. This is a big one. It's the rematch. Between Mad Cat Moss and Drew McIntyre. Yo, ain't nobody give a fuck about Mad Cat Moss. Can we just the move match. on from this and just say that Drew McIntyre is going to win? His fall will count anywhere. <laughs> His fall. All right, cool. Moving on. Drew McIntyre wins. All right. Women's Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Women's Championship uh, at WrestleMania 38. We have Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., and the return of Alexa Bliss. Well. Well. Flip a coin for me, guys. I Yeah. This, this one is all over the place. Okay. I really don't know who to think. The only right. person who will not win is Nikki. <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> no, it was, well, leave, leave Liv Morgan alone. Only one who will not win is Nikki A.S.H. Or Dewdrop. Ah, you see, I don't know. I, maybe yes, because she just fought Becky and, did, uh, and and lost. So fine, she'd be the second one. But then it still leaves us with Rhea, Bianca, Liv, and Alexa. Alexa's making this big return. Okay. I, I think with Alexa, there's just more story and more character work involved in her than there is any reason for her to go after the title. Mm-hmm. So that leaves Liv, Rhea, and Bianca. And hate all you want on Liv Morgan, but she's doing some of the fucking best well, work of her career. First of all, sir, I will never hate on Liv Morgan. I know. Okay? I'm not at Elmwood Park. Park. You were real Elmwood Park represent. You were real Jersey quick girl. to have Again. her eliminated. It's away from my old house. But Same. the problem is, is with Rhea and Bianca also in this match, as much as I would love to see, I'm driving, look, dude, you're driving the live mobile and I'm riding shotgun. Okay. But having Rhea and Bianca also in this match, it just, it's just not in the cards for her. Yeah, I agree. You got to eliminate live from the picture here. Hmm. <sighs> okay. So we are now down to bliss. Rhea and Bianca. Yep. Well, well, hold on. Let let me go back to Liv Morgan. Only two people in this match are experienced veterans in Elimination Chamber, and that's mm-hmm. Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. So they do have that advantage. Mm-hmm. But Liv Morgan's experience was getting mauled by Shayna Baszler like a pit bull. That was was, everyone in that match. That whole thing was exactly fucking make Shayna. And she was first man up. But she's been in every one. That's the thing. She's been in every one. She was in the first one when they had, which Bliss did win. Mm -hmm. And she was in the tag title one. Yep. And made it to the almost to the end. And. 
now, she, and then the one where she got completely mauled like everybody else. Right. But this one is, sorry, you're in there with a bunch of people who have main evented WrestleMania or have been in big title matches. I would love to see Liv be the shocker in this all, but mm-hmm. she, no, it doesn't fit. She don't I'm fit. Rhea. I'm going Rhea. Wow. My wife, my wife would be proud of you. Well, she'll be proud of me too because I'm going to have to go with Rhea also, and that's only because Whoa. that's only because of her her promo this past week on Raw. Whoa. Her promo made me a believer that yeah, you know what, she could fucking win this weekend. Wait, if you know what's good for for those walls and windows, you better be picking Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Hold on, I'm texting my wife that you guys just did this. Yo, tell her we said straight up Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay. All right, guys. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. And surprisingly, my wife is going Rhea Ripley as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Bliss would make more sense going after Charlotte because Mm -hmm. she destroyed Lily. Right. Um, but she's not going to win, even though Vince could definitely do it and pull the trick. No, no. Bliss versus, um, versus Becky makes a lot of sense and you can build that in a month. No, you can't. Um, Bianca makes the most sense because, and I'm going Bianca over Rhea. Because there's still a story with Bianca and Becky. Because she has to avenge the rest, the SummerSlam loss. Mm -hmm. But I will plead my case for Rhea right now. Rhea should win because one, her and Becky have never interacted since Rhea was in NXT. You're mm-hmm. doing that for a reason because mm-hmm. you know that's a money feud right there. Right. That's a money feud. Um, why not have her win that? I would love to see Rhea win, but my mind is my, my gut is saying stick with Bianca. It, it, it's a real toss up for me between Rhea and Bianca, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm still going to lean towards Rhea on this one. I'm in shock. I'm in shock and all that you have both picked Rhea Ripley. Right. Um, and, and I have gone against the grain and picked Bianca Belair. My wife is going to make me sleep on the couch tonight. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the next match, guys. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship match with the Usos taking on the War Viking rating experience. Um. Usos retain, move on. Yeah, Usos retain, move on. It, it sucks to say because I fucking love Eric and Ivor. Well, Hanson and Roe, the War Raiders, I fucking love them as a tag team. One of the best tag teams out there. Yes. But, uh, the Viking Raiders, they just have, they have gone down a, 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 few, a few notches since yep. their debut on the main roster. Let's go on to the Raw Women's Championship match. Becky Lynch versus Lita. <sighs> Don't say it, John. Don't even think hey, about it. I'm Don't even try it. to I'm think in right reason. You guys go. You guys Don't go. even. You guys it's Becky. It. It's Becky. It's Becky all day, every day. Every day. It's Becky. Yep. That's it. Easy enough. Uh, Lita does still have one last run, but I mm-hmm. also saw reports that WWE doesn't know what to do with her after Elimination Chamber. I'm sure they could find... Um, anyone to put her in a feud with help her help her put over some of the younger talent 
Best they Phoenix. did say Sasha's supposed to have a match with a legend at Mania. Hey, Sasha versus Lita at Mania? Fucking sign me up. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. It's not the Canadian legend, but, you know, hey. Right. Take I'll take it. Now, here's a match that I really want to talk to you guys about because I listened to what you guys said about this last week. The Universal Championship match, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. I think leading into WrestleMania, if you want to fucking make headlines, if you want to get people talking, stop. Stop it. Have Goldberg beat Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Have Goldberg go down in history as the first two-time Universal Champion. Am I correct in saying that, guys? No one else has had the Universal Championship more than once. Everyone has only ever held it once, correct? Yes. Yes. So Goldberg will be the first two-time Universal Champion. But then next Friday, have him lose it to Roman again on SmackDown. But for a few days, have people ones like, holy shit, the entire, my entire plan for WrestleMania has changed. He's now Goldberg has the title. But then put it right back on Roman... And then it's as if nothing ever happened. Why not get get some buzz for a week? Why not? Nope. Nope. Why? Because no. Just because no. It's fucking Goldberg. Because it's fucking Goldberg. So you're in his money, and that's the end of it. And it's it's allegedly his last match, but he may have signed off for more. (laughs) Yo, Phil is so disgusted right now with what there is no Phil. Phil, can I take this one? Of course, Wade. We, you, you're pre- you're preaching, sir. There is no logical reason for Goldberg to beat Roman Reigns. Well, Roman Reigns has been champion. I'm sorry to, to do that. He has been champion for over 500 days. Right. There is no logical reason for him to lose. The only champion who Goldberg should have beaten, and I would have been fine with it, is Bobby Lashley. And you should have took that when it happened. You're facing a completely different person. A match two years in the making. And I don't care regardless. Roman's going to win and just be the main event of WrestleMania. Give me one logical reason why Goldberg should win. I don't know if I have one. I was just saying my prediction is still Roman Reigns. Oh, of course. It's I was just, I'm just saying, if you want to get some buzz, fucking have Goldberg win. The, but now that was in 1996. Hey, that, that was, that was Goldberg's best year. Go ahead, Phil. What were you going to say about this match? So for me, you would completely undo everything that you have built with Roman Reigns since he's come back the biggest to to me, one of the bigger things that doesn't get talked about with reigns is the number that you just touched on Wade 500 plus days. One of the big things about the titles in WWE that some of them have lost, lost their luster Mm -hmm. is that you don't have that dominant champion who has an extended reign. A guy will go three months, four months, especially on the mid card belts. And then it's on to the next guy. You don't have that established dominance 
And that is what the universal title reign with Reigns has done. And you even look ahead to WrestleMania. Is there a chance he loses the belt to Brock at WrestleMania? Uh, 50-50. 50-50, exactly. But you know what? If he goes over, if Roman goes over, then you think of, okay, I think I'm strapping in for another 500 days. Mm-hmm. Very true. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm also going back to Roman, my prediction of Roman retaining, because it's going to lead me into my prediction for the main event, the men's elimination chamber match for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley defending against Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go to you guys first. Phil, take it away, brother. What is your prediction for this match? Two ways this goes. Either, either Lashley retains somehow. I don't know how, miraculously. Um, or Bobby and Brock beat the living bejesus out of each other. And Matt Riddle comes out of the scramble as the WWE champion. Wow. Hot take. I I like your hot take. I like your hot take. Like literally guys, like Brock throws Bobby Lashley out of the elimination chamber. Mm. Something, something crazy, not shenanigans, but like they just maul each other. And both of them are just left out sprawling and Matt Riddle's left standing in the, when the dust settles. You're ready. You don't ruin Brock. Cause he's still got Roman. He's still got Roman to chase down. Exactly. So, right. and, and, and if you're not going to unify the belts at WrestleMania, now you put those three guys in the title match as a triple threat. Would you would you take Bobby Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns in a triple threat match at WrestleMania? Or you think that's too much? No, that's a lot. I would, I would, I would totally see that. I don't want two triple threat matches because I already have one booked for Mania. Mm. I have you, one booked for Mania. Would you so care I'm- sharing that? Yes, uh, I believe. Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky again? Nope. Ooh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were going with that. For the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, I forgot we talked about this last week. Yes, we did, and you were fine with the idea. You're right. That's right. Rhea versus Bianca versus Becky on night one. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, my No, I'm sorry, night two. Right. Mm -hmm. On night two of WrestleMania. Mm. Okay. So how do you see this match panning out? I see shenanigans. I see the Usos and Roman screwing screwing Lesnar out of that opportunity Mm -hmm. to carry over the WWE championship like that. And here's my reason Mm -hmm. why. Go back. Let's call back to the Rumble again. You, me, and Phil all said the same thing, how Roman handled the WWE championship. Mm-hmm. He basically did a us. It was like, man, don't know oh, about this WWE championship. Below me. That's it right. is beneath me. 
and threw it on the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that championship. Mine matters the most. Mm-hmm. He's been staying in his whole 500-plus run. I am the best champion in the world. The WWE championship means nothing to me. It doesn't matter who has it. They're the guy that does the matches that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drew. Hey, yep. So long-term booking, if this really goes the way I'm thinking, Roman and the Usos cost Brock the big one and Lashley walks out as WWE champion. Hmm. But now are you ruining Bobby Lashley and the fact that you've had to use shenanigans twice for him to be, to be Brock? No, because this is an elimination chamber. He's not facing Brock straight up. Straight up. Straight up. He's not facing him straight up. It's he had to right. run the gauntlet. The only person I feel bad for in this match is Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. He's going to die. He's going to die. He's going to die. Yo, don't nobody give a fuck about Austin Theory. Austin Theory. He's going to get murdered in this match. Now, please, tell my, me that Bobby, please tell me Bobby Lashley spears Austin's Theory through the pod. Brock F5s on the outside, and then when he's getting up, he, he, he just Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ashley spears him through the pod. Pod. What I said. What if you want to surprise us all, man? If wait a minute, I want to add on to Phil's theory. Check this out. What if we do the gang, the gangbusters thing, and they all gang up on Lashley and take him out first? So then we have a new WWE champion, regardless. Roman, it's oh, down the shit. riddle and Brock. This Roman busts Brock a new one. Roman comes in there, kicks Brock's ass, and then Riddle miraculously gets the pin. And, and then we yes. see Randy Orton like, what the fuck is going yes. on? <laughs> well, I, I need to piggyback off of what both you guys said. I totally agree that Brock's not winning because Roman's going to make sure he doesn't. And my, my pick, my hot, my hot take pick is Riddle. Um, there was reports that Riddle was supposed to originally win the Royal Rumble and ultimately go to WrestleMania to, to fight for a championship. But also, the, the uh, I think I mentioned it on here a few weeks ago, there's been talks about breaking up RK-Bro, mm-hmm. but Creative does not want to see Riddle and Orton face each other straight up. They want to see them face each other with a championship on the line. Mm-hmm. So here's your opportunity. So that means we get Riddle versus, I'm sorry, Orton versus Riddle for the championship main event, WrestleMania night one. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think it's WrestleMania, though. I think you use this to plant the seeds of Randy's jealousy or his it's just business, it's just the title thing. It's already started from Monday. Mm-hmm. It started already. He didn't yeah. go to the Broga party, man. Right. And See? he didn't help Riddle when he got his ass kicked by Alpha Academy. Right. This could be your SummerSlam. This could be your SummerSlam headliner. Mm-hmm. Damn, a year build. Because they won the tag titles at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. Hey, Mega power style. Long-term <laughs> storytelling, brother. So, hey, guys, lots of wrestling coming up this weekend. Again, we have Impact No Surrender, and we have WWE Elimination Chamber, uh, we just had NXT Vengeance Day. We had a lot of big things happening. 
curious to see what happens with Cody Rhodes and and Brandy now that they have part of ways with AEW. I want to see where Josh Alexander ends up. People to look out for, Jay White, Matt Cardona. Lots of great topics we talked yeah. about tonight, guys. Uh, are there any final hot takes for the NNW universe before we sign off? We will see JCB again. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This is not goodbye. This is I'll see you later. I honestly want to uh, say something that Bones brought up about two years ago about a certain wrestler that we saw. And he's like, yo, if they're not in a women's title picture anyway, by, by in the next two years, then something's wrong. He called Tasha Steele's like mm-hmm. beginning of 2020. Beginning of 2020. Look at you and your futures bets. Mm-hmm. But I'm also right. going to... I'm also going to throw something out there. Uh, somebody we interviewed last year um, is really making a tear as a heel right now. And her heel work is amazing. amazing. Shout out to Delmi Exo right now. If you guys haven't seen it, she put on a killer match with uh, Little Mean Kathleen at St. Galentine's Massacre last week. Go look that up on independentwrestlingtv.tv. One of my favorite matches, women's-wise, this year. Nice. Yeah, man, Delmi is doing some fucking great, great work. And you know what? Maybe we should have her back on the show again for another interview sometime soon. Yes. Uh, Loving it. Fans, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you on behalf of the Doctor of Desire, Phil the podcast king wade ilson and myself jcb thank you for tuning in to new normal wrestling exclusively found right here on the fourth wall pop network if you want to find all the ways you can show your support for the network be sure to check out our link tree found in the description of this episode make sure you follow the show at new normal wrestling on instagram and at wrestling normal on twitter make sure you also tell all your friends to like share and subscribe to help this thing grow and grow and continue to be your biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are New Normal Wrestling. And until next time, thank you for all of your support. And I will miss you all, listeners, but I will be back very soon. Again, I didn't lose my smile. But I bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and I promise I'll see you sooner than you think.
I need you to put the <laughs> the lost your smile song from Shawn Michaels at the end of the episode. This time, unfortunately for me, it's uh, much more serious than it was last time. And I know right now we're in the middle of a time where toughness is real big here in the World Wrestling Federation. Unfortunately, all I've got right now for you is a lot of sorrow, a lot of tears, a lot of emotion. I don't have any toughness for anybody. So I guess... Here's your belt, and uh, what I'm going to do is go back home and see what's left for me. I know that over the last several months, I've lost a lot of things, and one of them has been my smile. So I have to go back and fix myself. And I have to go back and I have to find my smile because somewhere along the line, I lost. I don't care if it's unpopular. I don't care if uh, people want to make fun of me because I'm an emotional guy. This is all I've ever wanted to do. And uh, over the last year, I got to do it. Whether you like me or not, I just want to tell you that last year was the most wonderful year of my life. And if I never get to do it again, It'll be okay because I got to live one full year as being the number one guy in this business. And it was the single most greatest year of my life. And I have you to thank. And I have everybody here to thank. I'm going to go home now. Okay?